Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. All right, so 24-7 Sports has released its updating class of 2021 rankings for the offensive side of the ball, and that must mean that FSU commit Luke Altmaier has gotten that bump, that Berg bump to four-star status. I'm just going to check, though. Hang on. Let me look now that it's out. All right, let's see. Yeah, I mean, he's an Under Armour All-American. Alabama offered him. All the things point to a rise in the rankings. Oh, it looks like he went up. But he only went up to one point away from being a four-star quarterback. One point, Josh. Brendan. One measly point. Brendan, Brendan, Brendan. Relax, okay? Here we are. Just take a seat on the bench. Okay. We have Chris Knee here. We have you, Brendan Sinone. I am Josh Newberg, and we brought in a special guest. We have Bud Elliott, 24-7 sports recruiting analyst, national recruiting analyst, Bud Elliott is here to kind of go over some of these noteworthy changes to the 24-7 sports rankings. Um, Bud, how you doing? Guys, I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, just uh, It's rankings day, so uh, everybody always loves all of the changes that we make uh, to the rankings. Everybody got bumped exactly how far they should get bumped, and, and nobody got dropped at all. So uh, everything is, is pretty good in Budland. All right, so let's just get right to it, Bud. You're on the FSU pod. Can you explain where Luke Altmaier stands in the rankings and kind of the process of ranking it? Sure. So, uh, obviously, we haven't had spring of Al period this year, uh, and we haven't had summer camps, at least not, not to this point. Uh, and so what we did was last month we did a deep dive on defense, and that involved really breaking down exactly uh, like what guys who go high in the draft look like when they're in high school making sure that we're, we're taking that into consideration, looking at all the data possible, and then doing a lot of cross-checking, right? So we have Ivan's watching kids, Andrew Ivan's our, our Southeast guy, uh, watching guys from, from California. And we have Greg Biggins in California watching guys from Virginia. In, in the absence of, of more data, we're, we're trying to get more evaluations on, on the sample set that we do have, right? Just, just trying to refine that. And another way we're, we're working on this is we're actually having uh, – we're, we're having our recruiting calls instead of just going over, Hey, who are a bunch of guys you think should get bumps and drops? Who do you like better than you used to? Because there's not really a whole lot of new information to go on. We're actually going one position per call. So like we did three hours on the running backs and, and really it was sort of illuminating to me. If you watch uh, all the positions, like all, all the guys at one position back, 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 you really start to spot differences and you understand, Hey, like, okay, this is what an 89 looks like in this position. This is what a 94 looks like at this position uh, and then making sure to square that with their, with their production in high school. um, And and obviously their projection noting any kind of questions you might still have on the kids. So last month we did defense and this month we we did offense. Uh, And so the the quarterback call was, was certainly spirited. Uh, I guess we we want to start with Allmeyer, I assume. 
All right. So with Luke Altmeyer, he's a guy we had like an 80, I think it was an 85 grade on at, at one point, and we, we bumped him to an 89. So that, that's a pretty huge trend up to go, to go four mm-hmm. spots up. He's like 600 spots up, I, I, I think, and uh, pretty on, on the verge there, I think, of, of being in, in the top 24 7. Uh, we like a lot of stuff about it. Altmeyer, as a sophomore, put up some pretty good testing number times, which, which we're impressed by. It's kind of weird. It doesn't really translate to him on, on, on film. He doesn't really have a whole lot, a lot of rushing numbers, which is normally a red flag in quarterback evaluations. Uh, but typically, I think that's more of a red flag when you have like a Drew Bledsoe, you know, Jacob Easton type, right? A guy who never takes off and, and runs at, at the high school level. Uh, but ultimately, I I think I, I kind of tend to, to lean towards Altmaier's testing numbers being legit because he does move around very well in the pocket. He just seems like he doesn't really run the ball for whatever reason. Uh, I, the other real question I, we have about him are his size, which I, I think we will likely trend him up even more if we get a verified size on him, like, like an updated size, because he, he does look a little bit on the smaller side. He's, he's not one of these guys who's like a clear, you know, like he doesn't clearly look 6'3", six, 6'4", six, or whatever. Mm-hmm. On, on film. Uh, and I, I don't think the arm is, is special. I think it's fine. He has a really quick release. He's very accurate. And I think he does a lot of things that pair well with Mike Norvell's uh, offense, but the, the arm doesn't really look like, like it's a, a difference maker as far as arm strength. Uh, now I do want to point out here, we finished our quarterback rankings two weeks ago and we have to get all the rankings out to the publishers because they, they have to have time to write about it. Like I said, so we did not incorporate any new information from this weekend's camp in Mississippi, which we're not allowed to go to, by the way, because CBS has not approved travel yet. Uh, but we did hear from a source that he really balled out there and tested really well. So I actually think there's a pretty good chance Altmaier is going to trend up into that four-star status in our next ranking uh, wow. when it comes out. We'll be considering all of the new data, right, from the Mississippi camp, from the Jacksonville camp this weekend, from the Atlanta camp in two weeks, and, and, and from the Elite 11 there uh, when it goes down outside of Nashville uh, about a month from now. So, and when do you think those rankings will be updated? Uh, I think, I think next month is a 22 release. So this will probably be probably be the August rankings. I, I, I would think, but look, Altmaier, I mean, he's up 600 spots in this one. He's clearly trending in the right, the right direction. Everything on film, I, I think you like, and if we get more verified information on him, uh, then to me, there's really nowhere to go, but up. I, th- I think he's a pretty good player. You you talked about him trending up, and you talked about his size. So when you're talking about a quarterback's size, I think people are going to solely look at the 6'2", 190 type of measurement. But kind of explain when you guys are sitting in that meeting how in-depth that goes. I, I think people don't understand that you're looking at the width of a guy, kind of the build, and how they're going to fill out at the next level as they get into a strength and conditioning program. So kind of dive into that part of the conversation that you guys had during the ranking meeting. Yeah, so the, the, the measurables and, and the projectability are, are really important. Uh, we, we don't care about height as much as, as, as I think the rankings industry used to. Uh, and, and that's because college and NFL have seemed to adapt around better, better shorter quarterbacks. You know, a, a Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, on and on. Like, like you can be a really good quarterback now at, at like Doug Flutie's size. But we still would prefer the guy to, to have, have, have quality size. With Altmaier, I, I think he probably is what he's listed at at, at six two. If we get if we if we get that verified from somewhere, that helps cement us that he's not one of these guys who's listed six two but really you know six foot and a quarter. It, it it just helps. We also look 
exactly like you said, Chris, at the guy's build. How long are his arms? What, how wide are his shoulders? Just seeing somebody in person really can kind of get you know, help you get a, a physical sense of a guy. Additionally, we do know that if you're going to be a shorter quarterback, it really helps to have big hands. What you don't want is short quarterback, small hands, because then that can lead to fumble problems. It, it can lead to some problems spending the football. Uh, and so, like, we were able to get a, a verified hand size measurement on him, which I think we can get. Again, if, if that checks out well, he's a guy who I think will only trend up. All right, brother. And I had one more question on, on Altmeyer, and you touched on this with the athleticism and the athletic profile. I know initially, I think you had talked about this on the Nolcast, some apprehension with the lack of rushing yards and rushing production and how that doesn't always translate well over to the college level. But when you see him move in the pocket and you watch some of the film of the athleticism of what he does in like short areas, and then you combine it with the recent testing numbers you mentioned in the four, seven range in the 40 yard dash, I guess what, where is the disconnect between the lack of rushing yards coming from? And then maybe some of the athleticism that he's shown in, in other areas. I, I think he really just has a, a tendency to sort of scramble around and, and look to throw, which is not necessarily a, a bad thing. We've charted uh, basically how many rushing yards each, each of our five and four-star quarterbacks in, in like the prior decade have had. And a lot of the ones who bust are the ones who do not seem to be able, uh, and I don't really know, know if we had a situation where somebody was not willing to do so, but who do not seem to be able to take advantage of the high school defenses they're playing by, by occasionally pulling it down and, and ripping, you know, ripping off some, some nice runs. Uh, Altmeyer's stats, if they're to be believed on max preps, and I think they're probably right. Cause I, I've watched his, you know, I've watched his highlights. There's really not a lot of scrambles. Um, and there's really no design rushes that, that I can see. Uh, it, it is weird. Like he is really on, on the low side of, of the rushing numbers and, Typically, that to me indicates a guy who's maybe not that athletic, but his testing numbers are, are very good. And I think he does show a lot of athleticism there uh, in, in the pocket. So I'm going to I'm going to side on, on the on the side that he actually is pretty athletic. But it, it's weird, right? Like that he doesn't have like even guys who I think are not anywhere near as, as athletic as he is have a lot better rushing totals. All right, then. Sorry if this has already been asked, but when's the next rankings updates? I think FSU fans are going to be looking anxiously to to the possibility of him maybe getting. You know, they're going to hope that he gets a bump, obviously. Yeah. So uh, next month we're going to be putting out our class of 2022 uh, update. It's the first class of 2022 update we've done in uh, in quite a while, uh, and I think the next class of 2021 update, which is obviously Altmeyer's class, I believe uh, is August. Um, now. If we end up getting a lot of data from the Mississippi camp and the, and the Jacksonville camp and the, and the Atlanta camps, and I, I think we may have some people at those, assuming we get approved for travel, uh, then I, I think it's possible that we may have some individual updates based on confirmations of things that we saw on film being confirmed by testing and verified height, weight and stuff. Uh, so if we get that, I'm not saying that, that a bump can't happen earlier, uh, but certainly I, I think... Uh, I think in, in the July update, or excuse me, in the August update for 2021, it's probably the most likely time. Mm, okay, we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll go rapid fire, go down a list of some of the other big movers among FSU commits and targets. So, uh, so stick with us after the break. 
Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. All right, we're back here on On the Bench. We still have Bud Elliott with us. We appreciate his time. He's been busy today. You can hear him running around. Uh, and I know it's his rankings day. It's hectic for him, but uh, but we'll, we won't waste a whole lot more of his time. Chris, I'm going to throw it to you to ask about one of FSU's current commits who who dropped a little bit in the in the rankings. And, and uh, yeah, so go ahead there, because I know you love talking about the big uglies. <laughs> Ocala, Florida, Trinity Catholic Center, um, Jake Slaughter, he dropped a couple percentage points, 87 to an 85. Dropped out of top 1,000, I believe, overall. What maybe had you guys retreating a bit on his ranking that, you, you know, and reviewing his film? Or is it just a matter of you've seen more centers and guys have moved ahead, causing him to fall back? I know that happens in rankings and people largely kind of, you know, don't pay attention to it. That, you know, if a guy moves up, somebody has to move down kind of element to it. What is it with Slaughter that has him in the position he now sits in? So it, it was it was mostly the the, the latter, right? We're, we're sitting there, we're, we're watching our tackles, they were, they were watching our guards and our centers, and there were just you know a number of centers who, who we like better than, than Slaughter. It's not that Slaughter is a, a bad player; he's just not you know like that impressive of a player. He's kind of just a, a, a guy, but he's not he's not like 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 that impressive of a prospect. Like we know some of the reasons for State likes him. Right? They think he's very smart. They think he can be. A, a very good center, but yet a lot of the centers you see drafted are not centers who are projected as, as centers out of high school, right? They're tackles and guards who eventually are, are drafted to, to play center. So I, I think we do question his, his ultimate uh, ceiling there. Uh, but for the most part, it, it was just like, like Ryan Rodriguez, right? The, the one Ryan Rodriguez's tape that the Miami commit, it's, it's not even close, right? He, he's a much better player than, than Slaughter is. There's a couple guys in the state of Florida alone, who, and much less the Southeast, who we thought are better. All right, but um, one guy that Florida State fans have been keeping an eye on since he was a kind of an under-the-radar three-star is offensive tackle Rod Orr. He got bumped from 88 to a 91, giving him four-star status. What do you like there? So Rod Orr has, has the length and the athleticism that, re- that really kind of translates to the next level. Now he's obviously a pretty raw prospect, uh, but but he shows some fairly good movement skills in his highlight film. Like th- that that's what a lot of these guys who end up being really good players look like at the high school level. It's obviously a player Florida State has offered and and they like. Interestingly, Auburn has not offered. I I'm kind of curious as to why you know that they, they haven't. That's something I, I would love to know. Uh, but ultimately, Rod Orr, just that that size and athleticism combo, uh, especially compared like like when you when you look at this film with how new he is uh, to playing football, that that's pretty impressive. 
And just since we got you here, what's your general thoughts on Florida State's offensive tackle board right now? Well, uh, it's, I mean, it, I, I think they have a number of guys like, you know, Pennington, uh, the, the kid out of Tennessee. You have Rod Orr. You have, um, what's his name, uh, Ball in Georgia, uh, who, who's a, a pretty impressive guy. I know they're in on, but a lot of schools are are recruiting him to play defensive line. I, I think he could be a, a very nice offensive lineman if they can convince him you know, to come play uh, for Florida State. But, you know, right now, I mean, it's it's a little bit uh, it, it's it's a little bit scarce. They're going to have to try and keep finding guys uh, and and try to try to you know, uncover some rocks come the fall. I will say, offensive line is a position that we see emerge later in the process. I, I think more often than we do some other positions. So you don't typically see a whole lot of running backs who just come from out of nowhere and have big senior years. But with offensive linemen, I think largely due to the physical development, uh, you, you, that is a spot where you can find you know, some good players later in the year. Do you think after going through the ranking meeting and having done this for several years, obviously, do you think it's fair to say offensive tackle is also the position where the most misses easily happen, both in the sense of guys we expect to be great that end up flopping and then guys that kind of come out of nowhere or develop from a different position into an offensive tackle in the college game? Yes, there's no doubt. And in fact, I was talking to a college coach who was relaying a conversation to me from a pro offensive line coach and a guy in scouting. And he said, look, do you know, like, and I, I haven't verified this, but it, it I, I, my guess is it's correct if, if he related correctly. But he said, do you know out of the top, like, 100 picks who are offensive linemen over the last whatever number of years it was, most of them didn't even play offensive line until their junior year in high school? Like, that, that does suggest to me that it's, it's, a, it's a position that, that emerges late. And I think it's very easy to miss on those evals because a lot of your best ones have the athleticism that you're looking for but you need to put 40 pounds on and like not everybody can put on 40 pounds. And, it, and you know, some of the other ones are like fairly overweight and you're kind of having to guess like, okay, how much athleticism will this kid unlock if he loses that weight? All right, let's transition. Got one more guy who was a, a real big mover. This is a target that FSU got in on about two weeks ago, offered him. He's a Louisiana tech commitment. That's running back Katravian Hargrove. I liked his, highlights a good deal but you guys obviously liked the liked everything you saw about him for him to jump from 87 to, to 92 yeah so with Hargrove this this was a guy who I this is, is one of the reasons why I actually like the process of, of just sticking with one position per, per each rankings call because like you're going down the list and, and you're trying to watch all, all the three stars and then Katrabian just pops it's like whoa like the, the, you know, you're watching in 87, you're watching 80, 87, 86, 86, and, and you go down and it, it does kind of help you say, wait a second, Ooh, like this is, this is not like what I've been watching for the last hour. This, this guy looks more like, like some of those four stars. I just watched. He's a little bit squatty. I, I think the top end speed is good. I don't know if it's great, but like, I think the acceleration and the balance are, are very nice. He plays like right next to Louisiana tech's campus. Like literally you can see Louisiana tech, in the background of, of some of his workout videos. So uh, he's a guy, obviously Florida state got in on coach David Johnson. I think he extended that offer uh, and what South Carolina, a couple other schools have offered him recently as well. But uh, I think La Tech's going to have a fight on their hands uh, for sure with, with, with Travion Hargrove because he's, he's a player. 
But what position when you guys were doing offense, were you guys kind of surprised by either the amount of talent at the position or the lack of talent at the position? I think running back, uh, the, the lack of sort of like, like top guys. So it, you, you have Travion Henderson, who is just awesome. And if y'all, I know Florida state's not really involved in his recruitment, but if you guys watch Travion Henderson, it's, it's nice, man. Like he, he's as good as any back we've had come out the last several years. I, I think even going back to that, like eight and, and uh, Najee Harris class, but after that, the, the drop-off from, from Travion Henderson to everybody else is, is fairly substantial. And I think that's one of the reasons that why a player like Travion Hargrove can make a jump that big, right? Because there's just not that many dudes who are you know, like legit ballers that, that he has to pass up. Interesting. All right, bud. Well, I think this has been informative. I'm a little bit more calm now uh, since starting the podcast, despite all the many, many uh, editing things we're going to have to do to make this sound good. But I digress and I'm not apologizing for it. We appreciate your time and you offering up your insight. I think FSU fans will feel a little bit better too, kind of where Luke Altmaier stands right now and then kind of hoping that that maybe that changes uh, down the road. So we appreciate your time, man. Appreciate it, guys. See you, bud. Uh, All right, that's Bud Elliott. Let's wrap this podcast up, fellas. Do you got anything you want to add in the world of recruiting before we uh, we end it? No, I mean I've I've been in that ranking meeting at Rivals, and I did some stuff when I first came over as far as helping in the state of Florida. It's not an easy gig. You got a lot of opinions flying in a lot of different directions. You're trying to come to essentially a consensus or at least something where you can agree upon it. Whether it's moving up and down, I, I think. Fan bases become so obsessed on solely their commitments and their targets that they tend to ignore the other guys that are at the positions. And I think the best thing in the world to do is sit down and watch as much film as you can of as many people as you can. Film goes a long way. Friday night conquers all in my book, but also seeing a guy in person is extremely valuable. One to judge the person and two to judge the player. Beautifully put, Christopher. All right, for Chris Nee, for Josh Newberg, and again, a thank you to Bud Elliott. I am Brennan Sinone. This has been On the Bench. Uh, Member five-star reviews, ratings on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it, and those do help out. So, folks, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you a little bit later this week. We have a really fun episode coming up. So be on the lookout for that on Thursday, I guess, and I just jinxed it. All right, bye. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.